welcome to Chronosphere Fiction. I'm your driver of the Spectral Stream stagecoach, Mr. Daniel French. Y'all be sure to stay out of sight now, because when we left off, Jim Wilkes and Abe Farrell were being overtook by a bunch of undead spirit walker folk. We're rolling this old stagecoach into part five of the Undead Trail, where death comes uninvited. Written by Craig Rotham. Well, things weren't looking too good for Jim and Abe. I reckon they might be dead. Well, keep them lanterns low and I'll get us in close to find out. Jim Wilkes, the new sheriff of Liberty Gulch, has returned to town after nearly being killed by the shape-shifting mayor, only to find it overrun by townsfolk with strange, silver eyes. He and his deputy, Abe, are both knocked out before they can take action to protect themselves. Oh, where am I? Easy now, easy. You're in the town jail again. Only this time, I'm stuck in here with you. Well, me and a few others. But not me. Surprise! What did you do to the townsfolk? Oh, they're dead. The cursed rock killed them and gave their bodies over to my minions. What intarnation are you talking about, Dan? Are you loco or some such? Oh, I think the sheriff knows what I mean, Annie. He's got that little doodad round his neck from the medicine man, Crow Shatter. That tells me they've been having a little chat. And I'm sure he was filled in. I'm still not sure I believe any of it. Oh, ye of little faith. Well, you sure should believe it. There ain't a person in this town, aside from the few we got locked up, who's still alive. They're walking around all right, but my minions are pulling the strings. Just a bunch of meat puppets under the control of evil spirits. I'm supposed to believe they're skinwalkers like you. Well, I don't suppose they're much like me, really. I, I, I'm strong, and they're just my servants. But yes, they're skinwalkers, too. And yes, I, I suppose we wouldn't really characterize ourselves as evil spirits either. But, but we are from the other side, and we do mean you harm, individually and collectively. From your point, at least, of view, the label fits. You seem mighty pleased with yourself, Dan. Why not? My experiment worked. The cursed rock forms a gateway between our world and yours. I just have to hand the stuff out, and people start dying, replaced by... Well, us. And no one even picks it until it's too late. Why don't you join us, Jim? You might even like it. After you told me the people they was is dead, you don't think I'd really buy into a bargain like that, do you? I guess not. It was worth a shot, though. We get to keep all those fine skills and abilities you folk have when we take over. But only if you accept the rock willingly. Something goes wrong with the change if we try to force it on you. What about them silver eyes? You ain't gonna get very far with your followers looking like that, are you? Uh, perhaps not. But fortunately for me, the silver only lasts for a couple of days after the change. Of course, I'll still have to do something about that for my plan to work in high-population districts. But I've heard of a fella back east who makes spectacles with shaded lenses that are becoming quite fashionable. I reckon my servants can hide out using them until the change is over. And is that your plan, to take over people until you're in charge? Uh, that about sums it up. 
I don't think you've got enough rock out there to subdue the entire nation. And of course, you'd be right about that. If my plan was to see every man, woman, and child in this country possessed, it'd certainly take a lot more of this rock than I have here, even given that I can use the same pieces over and over again. No, I intend to be very selective about who I infect. <laughs> Senators, congressmen, generals, men of industry, and of course, the president himself. I don't have to take over everybody to subdue the nation. To make this country a habitation fit for my kind, I only need to take over those who are already in charge. You're insane. This whole thing is insane. Are you telling me the five or six of us you've locked in this jail are all that's left of our entire town? That's right. But don't you worry, none. You've proved really difficult to kill up till now, Annie. <laughs> that, that bullet leech got off at you three months ago? Should have done the trick. He was sure he killed you when that horse of yours came wandering back into town. But then you came walking back bold as brass talking about being ambushed on the trail. It's a lucky thing your horse spooked and threw you off when Leech fired or you'd have died back then. But now, your luck's run out. I ain't afraid of the likes of you or your threats. No. Take a look out that barred window yonder. See that woodwork going up in the town square? That's for you, Missy. You and the rest of these here, resistors. You're all going to be hung, and we're all going to watch. You'll be the sacrifice we need to seal our place in this world. Like them chillin' was the sacrifice we needed to bring them in here in the first place. You're an animal. Not even close. Animal, vegetable, mineral. None of them labels apply to the likes of me or mine. Well, I still got a fair bit to do, so I'll be seeing you. <laughs> My head's still spinning a little, Annie. Do you happen to know where they put Abe? Abe's dead, Sheriff. He took a bullet in the gut and fell in the street. Then they put one in his head. You? They wanted a life. For the sacrifice, I take it? That sounds about right. You believe any of this mumbo-jumbo? I've seen some things in the last few days that have turned my world on its side, Annie. I'm not even going to begin to speculate. Tell me how you ended up in here. Why didn't you take some of that cursed rock? It looks mighty shiny, don't it? But I know better than to accept anything from the mayor's hand. When he brought that wagon into town and started offering people the chance to have a piece, they came running. The few of us who weren't interested watched as they started to change. Their eyes turned silver and the mayor started laughing. Next thing you know, they was everywhere. Handing out that rock and grabbing people that refused. Half a dozen of us they locked in here, but the rest that killed outright. Well, we need to get ourselves out of here before whatever comes next. This is the town jail, Sheriff. There's no way out of here without a key, and the mayor's got yours. That may be so, but there's more than one key to fit most doors, and I carry a skeleton key in my boot. Well, hot damn! What are we waiting for? Are the sheriff's rifles still in back? I suppose. But if these folks are already dead, I doubt they'll be much use. There'll be enough shotguns and rifles for all of us. Aim for the head. I'm pretty sure those things need our bodies to be in working order. A headshot should put paid to that. I guess it's worth a try. What's the plan? It ain't much of one, I'll admit. But I think our best bet is for you to get the survivors out of here while I try and create enough mayhem to keep them all distracted. Not a chance. 
This is our town. We ain't just gonna give it up without a fight. It's your town, all right. And the people out there are your friends and neighbors. Do you really think you can face them? They was our friends and neighbors. Now they're something else. And they'd want us to put them at rest. Well, what do you think? It might be leading y'all straight to your deaths. I'll only do it if you're all in agreement. Stop trying to take responsibility for everything all the time. We can make our own choices, can't we? Mm, that's right. We'll make our own choices. All right, then. We're with you, Cheryl. Grab them rifles and let's go raise some hell. right down the main street. They weren't even armed. They would have torn us to pieces if they'd have reached us, though. Remember, your mayor is the bad guy. And these people were dead long before our bullets hit them. That won't stop you from being blamed for this massacre, though. No one's gonna believe you didn't murder the folks of this here town in cold blood. He's up on the second floor of the saloon. I see him. He set us up. You bet. Whether you win here today or not, you'll never be able to show your faces this side of the Mexican line ever again. And even then, you'll never be able to sit without your backs against a wall. I've seen of that. You cowardly son now, of a... Now, now, Annie. No need to go getting unladylike. But then again, I guess they'll be willing to hang you right alongside the menfolk. <laughs> How are you planning to get out of this, Dan? I'm pretty sure that you're as vulnerable to a headshot as your minions were. Maybe. Maybe not. That's yet to be tested. I tell you what, though, I'll make it sporting for you. Come on inside and charge up the saloon stairs. If you make it to the top alive, I'll let you see if that's true or not. Sounds like he's ready for us. I'd say so. Clem? Yeah? Think you can get a hold of yourself long enough to take some of the others and gather up any lanterns you can find around town? Sure, Sheriff. Anything you say. Good. Get to it and bring it back here. What you got in mind? If you find folks are planning on storming this here saloon of mine, come on ahead. I should tell you, though, I still got a few tricks up my sleeve. We've seen some of your tricks already, and I ain't inclined to witness no more just yet. Sheriff, we're back. Good. Let's get under that awning over there and get them alight. Are they mostly full of oil? Yes, sir. Are you planning on burning them out? He's too dangerous to face directly. Now, don't think I don't know where you are just because you got undercover. I could wait you out. I don't have to eat or sleep. I'll outlast you by a century. All right, they're lit. Throw them through the windows. Now! How's that, Mr. Mayor? Can you outlast a fire? What was that? I think he just changed form. You what? He's a shapeshifter. At least according to the medicine man who gave me this amulet. Now, get your guns ready. I think he's gonna come crashing out of that saloon, Annie. It looks like a giant mountain lion. And it's on fire. Don't just stand there, start firing. Sheriff, look out. It's heading right for you. Don't stop firing. It's getting away. Oh no, the sheriff. What? Oh no, Sheriff, 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 can you hear me? Jim, 
Damn. Damned if it hasn't ripped his throat out. No. Not now. Not like this. Damn it, Crow Shadow. Don't do this. It ain't fair to bring him back, especially when he couldn't keep so many others alive. Let him go. It is not your decision. He is marked by destiny. He is the one we have waited for, the last of you to arrive. With him, you can defeat the Skinwalker. But you don't know what it's been like these last few months. Let him rest. No, he returns. Look. <coughs> <coughs> What, what, what happened? Did I get hit on the head again? Did we get the mayor? Easy, Sheriff. The town's been burned to the ground, and all the bodies with it. We've seen to that. The mayor got away when he burst out of the saloon. And, uh, you've been dead most of the day. I've been what? <clears throat> you've been dead. The medicine man has brought you back like he'd done for the rest of us. Wait, who's here? The medicine man. You've already met him once, I believe. He's called Crow Shadow, and the only one in here who's still got blood pumping through his veins. Over yonder is Speeding Elk. He's been dead more than a year, shot in the head by some of the mayor's men. Mm. He doesn't talk much. Sally Turner's a gambler who was murdered on the mayor's orders about three months ago. They dragged her body out into the desert and left it for the coyotes. Howdy. Me? You know already. I never survived that bullet from Wallace Leach's gun three months ago. Fortunately, the bullet took me through the heart, and I've been able to hide what happened by wearing clothes over the hole. Poor Speeding Elk and Sally were identified as dead by their killers and have had to hide out while we waited for you to come along. This is loco. Are you saying you came back from the dead? No. Not really, but sort of. I'm saying we died and that we're still dead, even if we are walking about and talking. And by we, I mean all of us, except Crow Shadow, including you. We was all killed, either directly or indirectly, by the Mayor of Liberty. You're dead, Jim. Is this hell? It's worse than that. We've been killed, but we're still in our bodies. Your throat was ripped out by the mayor in mountain lion form. You're gonna have to wear a scarf for something to stay hidden from people. How come I ain't hurting? Your hurting days are over. I don't know quite how it works. It's in your magic of some sort. But why? Crow Shadow says we're spirit walkers. People who have been to the other side and returned. I'll leave it to him to explain the rest. Crow Shadow? I am sorry, White Eyes. I would not have done this except the Skinwalker must be stopped. His will is evil, and he will poison the whole earth. When the people discovered he had found a way out of the spirit world, we consulted omens to see what we should do. The omens told us that four would come, four spirit walkers, and that these would be the only ones who could stop him. We have waited, and you are now here. You are the chosen ones. The ones upon it has fallen to hunt and defeat this monster. This is your destiny. 
<laughs> well, now you've all had the first five parts of the first story of the Undead Trail. Oh, we ain't gonna leave you hanging like that. This story does continue. The next part of the Undead Trail is called Where Death Likes to Ride. Those episodes will be coming out as soon as I can pass them up for you. The Undead Trail is written by Mr. Craig Robotham. Your narrator at the beginning of this episode was Mr. Jason D. Johnson. Sheriff Jim Wilkes is played by Mr. Pete Lutz. Annie Deems is voice acted by Ilana Labarine. Abe Barrow was played by Paul Arbisi. Dan Wilson was played by Rich Green. Crow Shadow was voice acted by J.V. Torres. Clem, Speeding Elk, and various other town folk are played by Jeff Moon. Sally Turner is and will be Angela Young. And Chief of the Tribe is Mr. Joe Stofko. Original music is written, performed, recorded, edited, mastered, all that stuff by Mr. Daniel French at Fishbonius Sound Design. Production, editing, sound effects, foley, sound design and whatnot is also Mr. Daniel French of Fishbonius Sound Design. Stay tuned to Chronosphere Fiction and look for more episodes of the Undead Trail because there's a lot of hairiness to come. Until then, may all your prairie nights be comfy. And as usual, keep your cosmos clean. Oh, 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 oh.